What's up, everybody? Welcome back uh, to another episode of Yuma Scene. It's been a very, very, uh, very long time, and I'm gonna save you guys the the sh- the the sorry, uh, wallowy. Uh, we're gonna be back, sort of shit. We're just gonna we just wanna hop right into it, dude. It's 2020. Let's roll. Full it's, send. No dude, apologies. <laughs> the only podcast I have in 2020 is with Joe Umbrella, and then he moves. And then you're the second one, and now you're gonna leave again too. <laughs> so the trend for the for the, the podcast in 2020, I'm only gonna have people that are gonna move. <laughs> only people that are leaving. So Carl's uh, gonna leave us. So and the next person that's gonna be on is gonna move away. Just help, trying to help make room for for bigger and better people in your life. No, dude, you are big, and you are one of the best people that I know. Wow. And I'm not just I'm not just saying that because you're here. Well, that's. For that's what I why I wanted to have you on. Here, make sure I'm not peeking here. That's a big reason why I wanted to have uh, you on because, uh, well, this was like a long, a long time coming. And when I wanted to do the, when I decided I wanted to just hop back in, it was just because, like, I feel like every time I do a comeback episode, whether if it was with Convos, whether if it was with, um, uh, Stoked and Stroked, he's gonna be so <laughs> he's gonna be so mad that I forgot. <laughs> Whether it feels with Stoked and Stroke, like I always felt like I needed to do like this grand we're back sort of thing. But today I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it like if I never stopped. And, but the person I wanted to have you on because um, you're like one of my best friends. Wow. I'm honored. Thank yeah. you. But we talked about doing this for a very long time. So I was like, you know what? Let's just let's just get it done. Cool. So thanks for coming on, pal. Yeah, of course. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, and I, a lot of people that listen to the show kind of know who you are from Combos and Confesito. <laughs> but a big reason why I wanted to talk to you because, like, with this potty, um, with Yuma Scene, like, people have, like, some expectations of it, but I just want to treat, treat it like Rogan style where, you know, I do live in Yuma, but I want to talk to pals that I love and pals that I think are inspiring. And for you, mm-hmm. I always told people, remember, remember, like, when you first moved here? Mm-hmm. And, like... And you, and you had like, you had no idea about the culture and it was so fun to like, and it was so fun to teach you things because like, you didn't know like what so many things were. I mean, you know what chamoy, no, you didn't even know what chamoy was or like limon, like all these things that we loved as, or things that we grew up with, with like hot Cheetos and cheese with like limon and uh, phrases like chonies and chanclas and shit like that yeah. and just like Chicano culture you had no idea about yeah. and it was so funny like every week after week like doing the podcast and you would laugh and you wouldn't know <laughs> what these things were and I'm like oh wait Carl doesn't you don't know what chanclas are that oh, shit was so man. fun but like your Yuma experience a, re- a big reason why I wanted to have you on not only um, are you one of my best friends but a big reason I wanted to have you on is because like your human experience was a very unique one because you're not from here and to see somebody like yourself move here and totally dive into the culture and utilize it and experience it as much as you have inspired me and I know a big like our circle of friends to like want to do more I feel like you had a direct impact on like our social circle and as much exploring and hiking as we do like I know for me like I do it I used to do it pretty not as often as I, you know, once did, but when you came and we started doing all those hikes, like you definitely, I know, inspired a lot of people to want to get out and explore more for sure. So it was pretty cool. Like, you remember that? Like, I remember like a year ago, 
like all the hiking we did and everything. So like, it was so much fun. And because of you, I feel like you inspired a big, a lot of us to, to want to go out and take our dogs out and go on a hike. <laughs> wow. I'm just so incredibly humbled by all of that because, uh, it's truly mutual. Um, and I think the way our, our social circle is, yeah. er everything's very mutual, very, um, symbiotic, you know, I yeah. Because it, I don't see it like I was influencing you guys in any way at all. If yeah. at all, it was like, a, you know how like reaction videos are the trend on YouTube? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just felt like last year was just a huge like reaction to human culture. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> I feel like I did nothing for you guys. I yeah. feel like I was just trying to absorb and learn and just enjoy as much as I could. Um, and yeah, I love it because cause I remember with those hikes, it started... Truly with Critter and with oh, you, yeah. and you and and Jared, you guys did, I think, a photo shoot for X Endurance. Oh, yeah. We went to Pilot's Knob. We went to the Knob. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a good one, dude. Actually, have you ever seen the Knob on a map? No. Why? Does it look like a thumb? Well, you should look at it. Does it look weird? Just look at it. What does it look, look like? At that. Look at it. <laughs> what does it look I'll like? let you draw your own conclusions. You know how people like to look at the sky and try to make shapes and meaning out of clouds? Does it look like a ween? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Pilot looks like a ween. Google it. Look at it. Oh shit! I didn't know <laughs> just that. Just look at it. It's like that meme. Just look at it. Just look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the memes, dude. I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that hike. It that was that was kind of the jumping off point, huh? Mm -hmm. Because Critter and I. So it, it was all kind of like a year ago, huh? Well, for people that year. for the people that don't know you, like you are from. He, where are you from? Can you tell people where you're from? Yeah. So um, I grew up very very sheltered yeah so i grew up south of boston in the same house my whole life yeah. i left home at 17 after graduating high school get went close to, to that mic went to summer camp yeah look at that <laughs> went to summer military camp and then went to military college in vermont yeah so i'm very much east coast based um from there, I went back home, you know, just worked like a normal human or average human being. Yeah. You know, I worked at a coffee shop. I did, I was substitute teaching. I was a church pianist, all that stuff. It's a lot of really cool things, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I do have ADD. It's really hard for me to really commit to one thing. You're also very creative, though, as like a Why? friend. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's easy to be creative. Being around other creative, inspirational people. Just people that like to do stuff, basically. Yeah, make shit. I love being around people that love to do stuff. Um, but yeah, went from there to uh, Quantico, Virginia to do entry-level training for the Marine Corps. And then after that, went to North Carolina. And I've been pretty much North Carolina-based in my adult life. Spent most of my 20s there. Um, spent a little bit of time in Mississippi. Uh, to spend, well, Ben was stationed there when I got out of the Marine Corps. Mm. So from there, we went back to North Carolina, and then we we came here to Yuma. Yeah. So, but but in between, we've done a lot of road trips. Oh shoot, there was also that time we lived in Twenty Nine Palms. Oh yeah, California. I heard you talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. So we did a cross country trip. Um, like the military gives you seven days or or so to move across the country. I think we did it in like two and a half or three. You guys are savages. Oh, you know, it was so dumb. I don't know why we did that. I think we just felt this incredible sense of urgency. And so we did it, just like barely shutting the car off. I think we might have stopped once to take a nap, just <laughs> lean the seats back yeah. a little bit to shut our eyes. But pretty much we just swapped back 
yeah. back and forth until we made it to California. Is that when, did you have Peggy or Rocky then? No, we were dog free. And up oh, until shit. two, a little over two years ago, we were totally dog free. I didn't yeah. even like dogs. <laughs> oh, I yeah, thought they were right. cool. I thought they were cool, but I never really thought I really wanted one. Yeah. I just thought, oh, that's a lot of work and they're kind of dirty and loud. <laughs> You know what's funny is like if people knew you, Mm -hmm. they would never expect that from you Mm because you're like the biggest. You're like one of the best dog moms like I've ever seen. You're like such a good dog mom, dude. Thank you. Do you you love them? Yeah, dude. I I don't honestly. I'm trying to think. I don't think I know anybody else off the top of my head that is as enthusiastic about their dogs as you are. I mean, for fuck's sake, you named your Instagram after your dogs. <laughs> I was trying well, to, I was yeah. trying to uh, look up your Instagram earlier, and I was like, why can't I find the Blazing Asian? And I was like, oh yeah, she changed her fucking Instagram. Man, I've got Instagram handle ADD too, because now I'm like, should I really just give them their own page? Like, just switch your identity. Because I'm like, what does my existence matter? My my existence is about making their lives comfortable. Yeah. Because a byproduct of that is trying to make their lives good, my life infinitely gets better. Because I'm like, oh, man, why my dogs look bored. They're just sitting there. What am I <laughs> doing for them? They need more adventures. They need a hike. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go hiking. They're going to love it. I yeah. just want to see the smile on their face. And then I look back. I'm like, man, that hike was awesome. And it was for the doggies. They just make my life better. And they yeah. encourage me to be active and, and just get out there. So Did you hike as much? Um, I never asked you this. Did you hike? As much as you do now before the dogs? Or did you like more because of them? Um, growing up, my my dad always encouraged us to be active. So oh, we did yeah, little right. hikes. Um, I was part of the mountaineering club at school. That's so kind of dorky, but it sounds it, like... It was, oh gosh, it was like... <laughs> kind of cool though. I was such a rotsy Nazi in a D- good way. Um, a rotsy Nazi? Yeah. What's a rotsy Nazi? Uh, so someone who's really motivated Yeah. Um, about military activities. ROTC Nazi? Yeah. What does ROTC mean? ROTC is Reserve Officer Training Corps. That's pretty funny. So when you go to college and you it's it's an optional program. You yeah. can you can elect to take an ROTC course. Usually it counts as like an extracurricular. Oh, that's what credit. my brother did. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And then from there you can choose to go into the military. ROTC Nazi. Yeah. If okay, you sorry. if you have a military con contract or even military scholarship it's a required course you take in college. And of course they have junior ROTC available in high oh, okay. schools. And stuff, but um, but yeah, an ROTC. So my my college, it's a private school, so mm. they had all five ROTCs available, and Army ROTC was special because yeah. they offered mountaineering um, mountaineering training. That actually sounds pretty cool. I was just messing around. Yeah. Oh no no no, it's okay. That sounds no, pretty I, sick. I relish in dorkiness. Did I you, love. Being did you dorky. guys get a patch and everything too? Oh my gosh, that's hilarious that you asked. Did you did? Yes. <laughs> we had these special hats and everything. Every time we, we marched to the chow hall and er- anywhere we went, we had yeah. to like tie a bunch of knots before we could earn our way into the chow hall. Yeah. I think it's called a dining facility now. It's a little bit more proper. Chow hall? Chow hall. Yeah. That's and you know fucking what? cute. It is cute. That's fucking cute. That's how you know the Air Force is doing things right. They call it a dining facility. The air, it's funny fact. because like uh, I didn't realize how... Uh, like how my brother and like being in the air force, like I'm trying to mind my P's and Q's here, but like how, how, 
<laughs> how like yeah, I was talking to, every time we talk about like my brother and like being a pilot in like the Air Force, they're always telling me like the like the the Air Force is like the like the golden child of like the military branches. I mean, I'm not really minding P's and Q's because like I feel like all I have to do is listen to one Josh Bridges podcast and like he just fucking rails on the the Air Force. <laughs> And like I don't care, like but it's just funny because I never I didn't know that like that's how it was like the Air Force were like the Golden Boys for like pilots. Oh, for sure. I mean they're called the fucking Air Force for yeah shit's sake, but not even for pilots, right? Like just for like military, they're just like the Golden Kids. Yeah, they're they're well funded. They have um, they have a more professional culture. They're a little less. I I would venture to say they're a little less fratty. Drink a lot. Um. Not as much as the Marine Corps, though. Yeah, that's true, huh? You compare a Marine Corps birthday ball to an Air Force birthday ball, but thanks to COVID, none of that's probably going to happen yeah, this year. But, true. Um, but, yeah, Marine Corps birthday balls, off the chain. That sounds fun. I mean, th- that's one day <gasps> out of the year where it's every Marine's birthday. And that's right. so seriously. Dude, they're so much fun. I, uh, fun. I got to shoot the Marine. I got to take photos of a Marine Corps ball over there when it was, like, in one of the, um, it was right here in downtown. Mm-hmm. And it was so much fun. Like, they're all wild. You're, it's like a frat. Oh, they're yeah. so much fun. They're cool, dude. Bunch I like of ruffians. You know, they're cool. You know what's funny is like at times in my life I think about like joining the military because it seems like a good time, and then I hear like Jordan stories in the military and my brothers. My brothers doesn't seem that bad, but then like other people's stories, I'm like, mm, I don't think I can listen to somebody telling me what to do twenty four seven and telling me what I can and cannot say, and I'm just not down for that. So maybe not. Honestly, it's gonna sound cliche, but it's it's it it is. It's like what they say about life. It's it's what you make of it. That's true. You know, I would just say that the the military experience is a little more concentrated, um, and also everything is accelerated. So in a four or five year contract, what you might experience on an average course of life in maybe ten years, you get it in a little bundle within three to four years. People grow up fast. A lot of people get married early. They have kids early. They see a lot of bad stuff, especially if they're getting deployed to the front lines. And that Mm -hmm. stuff really, it makes an impact on you. It matures you as an individual. For some people, it wrecks you, you know. It it causes people to, you know, take on unhealthy habits. Um, Other people, you know, learn and grow from it. And it's really all what you make of it. There's some things I think people never recover from. Um, Mm. but you know, what I've found from the military bunch is that it's incredible how it's like a cross section of American society. You take one individual from like every town across America, every socioeconomic bracket, you put them all together, you strip them of their identity. You all wear the same clothes to work every day. You don't know who's what, you know, but you're all expected to work together. And I I think that idea is kind of a beautiful thing, actually. (laughs) Yeah, no, I would agree with that 100%. I like what you just said, because I would, we need more of that in just everyday, in just everybody's, people's everyday life. Mm. Because, and as you were saying that, I was thinking, I was like, that'd be nice to have some sort of, some sort of program like that as, like a kid. You know, I mean, I guess school would be that place to learn that, but they don't really exercise those values in school, which I feel like they should because I would agree with that. Cause I remember like, um, you know, my only military experience is like with my brother. It's so funny that we're talking about the military right now. I was like, this is not what I expected with Cara, <laughs> but we'll go. Yeah. Um, full send with my brother and his like military experience. I, I remember seeing that like the camaraderie is something that isn't, isn't something to like undermine. Like it's huge. And it's something that, uh, you can't really appreciate unless you're involved in it like you were 
or you know you see it like I did because like the bond that my brother even though my brother like he went to U of A he was in the ROTC and a lot of his friends were like in ROTC for the military but other than like like the bonds that he has with these people that he sees like whether if it's in training or it was in school like it's something that I tell him all the time like dude you have some of the most awesome friends like um like friends that he's had since school and a lot of it like maybe not directly from the military but just like the camaraderie that was inspired from you know that sort of that sort of life because some of them my brother was the air force one like oscar was like i think he was like navy and then they all tried a little bit of a thing but you know even aside from that like from training like all the relationships that he builds with people like all different walks of life all different races all different ethnicities and like you know i never really you know there's the frustrations that you have with people because they're people but he always has like these deep bonds with people and like it's cool to see and you know it's hard like I, it's it's on i feel like it's more uncommon now with people like i'm lucky enough to have those with people because i have friends but like um like my brother like in seeing that experience i think it's pretty cool for sure and you know i think i see what you're saying how mm-hmm. you know people in the military have those deep bonds yes yeah. i don't think everybody has that uh coming out of the military but i will say that because of just the expectation there is on an active duty person being in the military, like you're expected to follow the rules. You're expected to just get the job done, um, <clears throat> things like that. But, and in a way it can be forced friendship. It can be like, oh, well, I guess we all have to be friends. I guess we all work together and we all have to like hang out now. Yeah. There's a little bit of that forced friendship, a little bit of um, kind of like a canned situation, like, man, I have to go to this social event. This is like making friends in a Petri dish. This yeah. is so weird. Because I, I, could, I could say from personal experience, I went the complete opposite end. Like, I was in, and then I got out, and I was like, you know what? I'm so sick of this forced friendship thing. What happened to just making friendships organically out of, yeah. like, natural circumstances and, mm. and you know, the, the flow of, you know, life experiences rather than just forcing all this upon, you know, oneself. So, um I think either way is great. Yeah. And and I do think though that sometimes the friendships you make naturally are there's something really special that and I think that's why I treasure the human the human circle so much because um a lot of us I think we just want we just want to do better. We just want something better. Yeah. We want to enjoy life. We want to do more than just I mean these are just observations I yeah. make out of our circle. Everyone wants to do more than just just work. You know, yeah, there's yeah. that saying like some people live to work, other people work to live, and yeah. Um, I definitely think that for us, it's it's definitely the latter, and it's so cool um, making these kinds of friendships um, because I mean, you're you're learning and growing through all these experiences, and for the military, you're you're somewhat limited, hmm. you know, because even the friendships now are somewhat dictated by the military. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying like, yeah. when I leave here, um, all my human friends disappear. Yeah. But there's an expiration date to everything because ultimately the Marine Corps is determining the pace of our life. Yeah, for you guys, right? Yeah. If if I were if we were to just be people and stay in Yuma, it would be it would be so incredible to see how friendships and social circles grow from yeah. that. Because even like. What I love about Yuma is like it's truly like a small city. Um, mm. There's a lot of people here. Yeah. But to me, they're very well networked. So, 
like there's the Hidden Valley crew. And yeah. then there's people you know through, I don't know, skateboarding, your childhood friends, your family. It's like everyone's families live here. Oh, yeah. And everybody's somebody's cousin. Exactly. Yeah, you would never it's, know, dude. It's incredible. And then even like all the local gyms here, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. It's, it's such a mutual thing. Everyone knows someone that works at the hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Every, oh, um, yeah. Everyone like everyone knows uh, each other's barbers like it's just yeah. it's so mutual like it's, it's, it's very incredible. well connected it is all the local yeah. businesses you know every time someone opens up like a juice bar or coffee shop or a new restaurant it's like there's so much love and support yeah. from the community and i love seeing that yeah and it's funny because you know uh like for me that was a big thing that i've always enjoyed about this place was i liked how small it was i i always felt like there was a potential here and we were always just behind because like when i left to phoenix and i went to school and started a career it was nice because to experience like a big city like that and then you come back and then i came back and then you know you realize that you know we have all the tools for that and we're just you know we're growing and we're 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 catching up but you know there's a lot of the one thing that i missed about um when i was gone like when you live in a bigger city like phoenix or something is like the community aspect and it's huge here and it's huge. And I love it because we talked about it a lot before where, you know, if you are not a great person here, people are going to find out fast. Mm. If you're shady, you know, all that stuff, if you don't have a good test of character, people are going to find out fast. Like your reputation, you live and die by your reputation here, especially if you're a business, which I, I appreciate because I feel like the people that don't appreciate that stuff, that means you're probably a bad person <laughs> or you did something bad, you know, yeah. which is like, totally fine people make mistakes it's not like you're allowed to make mistakes like shit happens in people's lives you know but it's just the the responsibility of that you know i i love that because when you're forced to look in the mirror and and face your responsibilities and if you know because i haven't been like you know as a business owner here like i made mistakes like i've let down clients before i'm not perfect and you know i've had to say sorry and shit like there's jobs that i would you know i wish i didn't drop the ball on but shit happens um, and you know, people can always say what they want and, you know, but even then, like it's your responsibility as like a, not even just a business owner, but as a person in a small city, cause I'm sure even you just living here, like cheese is huge here. Mm. The cheese is huge here. It is. But There's to get big cheese. Oh my God, bro. I fucking, <laughs> I love and I hate the cheese. Yeah. I love the cheese when it's just all fun and games, but yeah. the cheese is, can get real, the cheese can get bad real fast. Yeah. And that's sure. the thing here is like, um, you know, even your reputation as a person can go a long way as well. Because, you know, there's always like, oh, did you hear so-and-so about this person? Oh, this person, you hear what they did? You hear blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro. We, I mean, I've been lucky enough to have friends where a majority of the time it's mostly positivity. You know, especially like conversations between you and I, it's always like, you've always helped me see the better in things as well. Like, you're Miss Positivity all the time. Almost to the point where, like, I'm almost like, Carl, be a little negative. Like, (laughs) be a little negative. I'm going to need a little negativity out of you because that's just reality. I'm going to need a little. It's easy to be positive around great people, though. Yeah, it is. And that's the whole, you know, and that's the thing, too, is like, and one thing about you that I always appreciate is like, you never had anything bad to say about somebody. And it always reminded, like, it was, it always reminded me to not do that either because, like, it's easy to get up caught up in that cheese stuff because like it's just easy for people because you know we were talking about 
um, well, I was telling you about when I read the the Book of Four Agreements. Yeah. Um, I love that book. It like changed my life. I need to read it again. Likewise. But yeah. yeah. Oh my god, dude, shit just does not stick in this brain. <laughs> but uh, one that I like things that I really liked about that book is you know they say that gossip is like black magic, and it totally uh, resonated because that's uh, I think that's not just here. It's just human nature. It is. Like you just when there's nothing to talk about, you know, it almost. I like it because if I find myself like talking about another person or talking negatively about another person, I realize I don't, I need to focus my attention somewhere else and that I don't, not that I don't have enough going on. I don't know why I want to say that, but it's, I need to focus on better things. Like mm. I'm not focused on the right things if I'm talking about other people. Like you should never have a conversation about somebody else if it's in the negative. And yeah. I know if I'm starting to talk about other people in the negative, then I need to focus on myself. Because mm. many times like, you know, like I've had a, it was weird because then like when I read that book, I was like having conversations with people. I'm like, bro, we need to stop talking about this person. Mm. Like this is not beneficial in any way. Like, what is their life having to do with our life? And especially on social media. Yeah. You know? That's a big thing. It's a big old um, neggy world if you, you know, if you want it, if you let it be. You know, something that comes to mind as you're telling me all this is yeah. like, it brings up the question, what's, what's real life? You know? Yeah. Because so much of our life now is integrated with. You're freaking me out, Cara. Sorry. but you're Freaking me out. It's integrated with the phones. And yeah. it's, it's so, it's so wild because. Yeah, it is wild. Um. If we think about how many of our social interactions, and even we're talking about friendships, how much of our friendships rely on social media now? Yeah. And it's interesting because if you look at Yuma as a as a small community, like just think of it as a social experiment. Okay, insert phone, insert Instagram, insert all these human hashtags and all the local human Instagram accounts. All these people are connected. They're keeping tabs on each other's business, on yeah. each other's workouts, blah, blah, blah. Wait, we see these people every day. Yeah, why oh. do you need to, yeah. And then how many issues can arise from maybe the avatar of you being spread around on social media or the digital version of our world? That's yeah. essentially what it is. Well, yeah. And we can't control that sometimes. Yeah. So. Oh, I mean, I've had conversations with you about, you know, the like, along the lines of like your identity on social media like you almost feel pressure to like keep up with like a certain look and vibe like you feel like you need to be a certain way because you know of your social media i've been having a lot of issues with social media lately like i'm not gonna lie to you like um it's been more negative than positive oh man i know dude and what it's kind of sh- it's fucking shitty uh but that's my own problem like it has nothing to do with anything else but like mm. like i can't and it's this is one of the same thing like this on the same vein of like when I catch myself talking negatively about people I realize there's something it's not that it's something else mm. um like like even when I go online like I get you know resentful of people and like I don't like shit that I see I'm like bro I need to get off of this thing like it's only negativity because it's like what you said it's just it's it's not a it's not real you know and it, it can just be it can just be a world that uh that can really um mess with your psyche Mm -hmm. because there's just we're not it's just hard to to manage sometimes like and i don't know what my solution is for managing it other than just like staying away but like it can really fuck with your head to be honest because like the i mean the biggest thing is the comparison 
you know? That's a tough one. And I do that. That's like one of my, one of my biggest things is like the comparison. Like as I get online, like I look at other people's lives and, you know, and I look at what other people are doing and, and then I directly compare it to like what I'm doing. I'm like, this is not, I'm not treating this healthy, you know? And that's when I realized like, oh, I got to step away because same thing. Like if I, if I catch myself thinking those negative thoughts, then there's something else I need to address. Whether if it's my own thing or getting off this thing or managing it, but you know, it is what you make of it, you know? And I, like I, sometimes I feel like, especially at this moment in my life, I don't go in with the best intentions, which is not great. Hold on, I got her. Yeah, sure. Keep talking. No worries. Yeah. I, I have a couple thoughts on that because you bring up some really good points. You know, sometimes you see something and then for whatever reason, it conjures up a negative thought in your head. And what do you do with those negative thoughts? You yeah. Know? And then you take, and then you take that and then you talk to somebody else about it and you're like, maybe like you're, you know, you're, significant other, like your friends and you're like, did you see what so-and-so did on fucking social media? It's like, bro, <laughs> that's just not even real. Right. You know? And even that it's like, it's just as bad as gossip. You know? And, um, I think it's because I've tried to find the solution to that. I've, I've, I can relate to those thoughts. Yeah. But the answer is not okay. I'm signing off the social media, shutting it down, deleting it. Done. It's yeah. not. We just have to accept. That's part of real life now. Yeah, you're right. But it's. Uh, I think it's more about how do we draw boundaries? How do we, mm. how do we put social media into a healthy context? Yeah. How do we do that, Cara? Yeah. And, and how do we set proper expectations? You know, we're not. It's it's a good practice to not have expectations of people. Yeah. But for example, if you're the kind of person that posts every day and you're posting about, you know, 50 different things on your story, you suddenly you stop. People think you just jumped off a cliff, dude, you know, or, or, or you know, fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. And that's the way it is. And and that can mm -hmm. fuck with your psyche. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, no, I got to keep up or else X, Y, Z are going to think, oh, I fell off or this. It's like. And it sucks because it is like a double-edged sword because somebody like in my position, it is like, um, not even mine, but just a, if if your business is on social, if you have a business, you're on social media. Mm -hmm. It's a double-edged sword because you got to pay to play. You have to engage and you have to do certain things on social media. But I think you're right. It's that those setting those boundaries and that disconnection. And it's, and it's odd because as I say this out loud, it seems like a given. But this shit is way harder than... It's so integrated with our lives and, and people... There are a lot of people, like, for them, this is their livelihood. And, yeah. And it, it should be taken seriously. This yeah. can make or break a person these days. Dude, 100%. And especially in this community where, you know, if you post something on Instagram, like, say you start a new business, like, you're going to get a lot of love for it. That's the way this community is. But by the yeah. same token, if something goes wrong or whatever, you know, people start spreading cheese about it. Yeah. And, and that's the way it is. But um, I'm going to reference two people I like about this topic. Uh Bailey Arviso. Shorty? Yeah, Shorty. I love Shorty. So, <laughs> Shorty. So, his commentary on social media is whatever you do, it has to be sustainable. True. So yeah, 100%. I think that's a good way of drawing a boundary. Like, what can you do? Because whether we like it or not, people do have expectations. And how yeah. do we manage those expectations, especially if it's a business profile or we have clients uh, or, you know, that use it to communicate? Yeah. Um, Bailey knows all about that. And I think that was such a profound thing to say. Like, it has to be sustainable. Okay, so that means maybe a post a day isn't sustainable for some people. Maybe it's a post a week. Or yeah. maybe it's a few stories a week. And that and that sustainability is going to be different for each person. Absolutely. And at different points in their lives as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then to kick it up a notch. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no you're you good. Off. Go for it. No, you're good. Um, 
My good friend Sarah Kim, your neighbor. <laughs> I love Sarah. She's absolutely phenomenal. She's a good time. You got to have her on the podcast. I'm so down. Both she and Will are always a good time. Dude, yeah. I would love to. They're going to become downtown kings. I just know it. Next two years. Probably. I always see... They're another, they're another group of people like yourself who have moved to Yuma and have totally, uh, like, totally integrated they themselves. It. They embrace yeah, it. Yeah, that's the word for I was looking sure. for. They totally embrace the culture. Totally. Continue. Yes, absolutely. So... Her thing is, um, I just love what she said. So I'm going to swear, but it's it's the way. Connor, just swear. I just want to keep it authentic. Connor, just swear. <laughs> Come on, dude. Just be naughty. All right. So um, just to keep it authentic and to not butcher her quote. Basically, yeah. she said, where would you be if Instagram took a big shit tonight? <laughs> yeah. It's a valid dude, question. 100%. Some people might really be hurting. They might dude. not know what to do with themselves. Can we hold that thought? Yeah, let's think about I got to piss. Yeah, yeah, enjoy. Hold on, hold on. I hope everything comes out all right. Hey, thanks a lot. Maybe once every two months, I realize how happy I am that I'm Mexican for <laughs> words like chorizote. <laughs> but I don't say I don't say chorizote, but I think it's great. Okay, I'm back. I had to pee like a chihuahua. I have like the worst fucking bladder, dude. <laughs> it, but it sucks, dude. I feel like these podcasts would be way better if I didn't have to pee so much. You know... I'm going to tether... A hose. Yeah. To my chorizo. <laughs> Just like it sit here and pee at the same time, dude. It sucks. Maybe because I had coffee, I had water, and now I'm drinking a Fit Aid. A Fit Aid. It's because I have this shit, dude. Cheers. Salad. <laughs> to my Salad. Salad. Yeah. Salad. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to be fun. Oh, man. I'm trying uh, not to blast the microphone. So it's okay. Oh, um, <laughs> so back to what uh, Sarah was saying. Yeah. Um, sorry. I'm no. I'm still like a one man show here. <laughs> it's all good. Before it was you back there telling yeah. me what to do, and now I, I have to do it all myself. But <laughs> it's fine. It's either I do this or I don't do it. So Sarah, she said, um, it. Well, where would everybody be if Instagram took a, a giant yeah. shit? Yeah, it was a very personal question. She's like, where would you be if Instagram took a big fat shit? Today? These are the conversations I need to be having on the daily. <laughs> like I feel like not myself. Yeah. Because like you remember how often we were having these conversations. Every day. Every fucking day. And my mind was firing on all cylinders, dude, and I loved it. I felt like a stone. Like nothing could mm. penetrate this thing. And now I feel like anything can just... <laughs> <laughs> but I think all it's all... Time. But it's all part of growing because you were like that in that environment. You had grown to adapt to that environment, and you were strong in that environment. But look, this is 2020. The world could be ending as far as we know. Like, how much has changed in just 2020? The circumstances, the environment has changed. Oh, so yeah, you're really right. you just got to, it's time to level Thanks up. Thanks for talking me off the ledge. Yeah, it's I time to like level up. I feel like a little ficus trying to grow in cement. <laughs> That's another <laughs> word I learned. Ficus? In Yuma, <laughs> the ficus plant. It sounds like such a, it sounds like such a dirty word. You ficus. Yeah. Could you imagine if you called someone that in the playground? They would cry. You little ficus. Yeah, yeah I maybe. mean, a little kid. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, I want to go back to that Sarah thing, though. Uh, yeah. Because that was a big one. I, I, mm. I wanted to go to the bathroom because I felt like this is going to be a good segue. <laughs> but she's she's right. Like that. Those type of thoughts are like thoughts that, um, that I miss thinking about. Because, mm. you know, to challenge your own, to challenge yourself and think that way is like, like I think about it for me, right? And then as and then you think about it, what everybody's answer is different. Like it's it's such a important question to ask yourself, especially with social media that 
and your phone and technology that can be arguably, and this may be a little intense to some people because some people are way better at it than others. But for me, I feel like I almost have to treat it like a legit drug, like almost the same way that I treat alcohol or like treat food. Like my relationship with all those things is different. So I need to establish like what my relationship is with social media because it can get like toxic that way because you do think about what Sarah said is like, well, where would you be with, you know, right now in this moment, if it got stripped, mm -hmm. like you think about what people do when like their Wi-Fi is down, they start to have a fucking panic attack. Oh, they yeah. start freaking out. Like I know I do for a little bit, but then after a while, I like, I feel like, you know, what's weird is I feel like when, when the internet's off or I, I freak out for a second and then I just start to like settle in. And then I almost feel like, Oh, maybe this is like who I really am. Like without Ooh, the social media, yeah. because like, I think about back in the day, like, I used to just draw 24-7. Jared makes fun of the way I say draw. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think it's fine, too. You yeah. fucking get the gist, dude. Um, <laughs> you get the gister. But, uh, like, those things. Like, what do you fill your day with when you're not on your phone? Because, like, we all know what happens. We get, we open up our phone. We text that person back, which is, like, maybe good or bad. Not, no, there's no good or bad. Healthy or unhealthy. There we as go. As our friend Joe Umbrella would say. Joe Umbrella. I Human equation. I miss Joe. Hope we all is well in Salt Lake City. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but how he would say healthy or unhealthy. Yeah. But then that leads to Instagram. And then you're on Instagram and you're scrolling. And that can either lead to like time. You're not timing yourself. And then you're on your phone. And then someone's like, dude, what are you doing on social media? It's like, shut the fuck up. I'm just on social media. But then next thing you know, you're on social media and then you could be, you know, and it could spark. It's not always negative. You know, it's all how your relationship is and your intention going in. But uh, you can see something. You can compare yourself to somebody. You can become bitter. You can see something negative or, you know, or that anything, something can happen. And then or even time you're on there for too long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then next thing you know, you're down a rabbit hole on YouTube. And then next thing you know, fuck, two hours went by when you could have been doing something else. For sure. When, uh, you know, when just the the art of daydreaming or just zoning out like i don't remember the last time i just zoned out i think that's missing from day-to-day -day society just zoning out and yes. thinking and just thinking about nothing sometimes and not even yes. saying nothing is unproductive but just letting your mind just like the same way meditation would as as like as you would mm -hmm. dude i remember being in elementary school and literally just looking somewhere and just zoning out not thinking about shit you remember yes that? and it's so hard to do that now yeah. because like now if i were just to sit somewhere like even if i sit in here i'm like like my mind goes i'm like ah, oh, maybe i should check my dms or maybe i should check my messages and get back to people about like invoices or quotes or blah blah, blah. like it doesn't stop and like right. or even like oh maybe i should be doing that I, it's always something i should be doing but maybe sometimes like what you should be doing is uh nothing yes if it's, I, oh my God, I bet you there's people that are listening to this right now and they're just like, you lazy fuck. No. Do I, something. Honestly, I totally relate to what you're saying because it's like defragmenting your computer or like even the way your phone works. So like yeah. I, I have a tendency to take a lot of pictures for absolutely nothing. I love your For photos. absolutely no reason. And, no, it's for a reason. And honestly, like I don't even post probably a quarter of what I take. I have hundreds, thousands of photos. Yeah. Short story is... If you don't unload your phone, if you don't give it enough empty space for it to work with, it's not yeah. going to work very well. Yeah. So you need to, I mean, well, 
Overloading the, your hard drive, huh? Yeah, like like the T-Mobile tech told me I need to be at uh, 15% less of my max capacity, just completely empty, just so that my phone can operate well. I think, likewise, it, the human mind is the same way. We need that white space time. We need that blank time just to just for thoughts to organize, just to yeah. let, just to, just to give maybe um, like a like a launch pad for ideas. Yeah, if you yeah. don't give yourself like a clean canvas of a mind yeah. to start with, how can you possibly get your tasks done? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like even just cloud watching, just sitting and watching the clouds. A lot of people don't do that anymore. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I did that. Yeah, I think oh, that's God. why I love like being unplugged. And I, in the past few weeks, that's what totally yeah. broke me of the Instagram addiction. And it, ha- it happens every few months where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is unhealthy. I got to cut myself off. I'm becoming a little less extreme with it because, I mean, I realize I can't completely cut it out. Yeah. Um, my livelihood is attached to this as a barber. Yeah. So I've got to check my messages. Um, but I think it's just, it's so healthy, like, just to be outside and just use all five senses to just take in your environment, not something that you can't even see, like... Yeah. Un- like this, this is real. This is real. Yoda's exactly. real. Yoda's baby Yoda. Shit. Baby Yoda's so real. Everything this experience right now is the only thing that is real. Mm-hmm. Nothing, not what happened earlier, and not even what's going to happen later. This right. is the only thing that's real right now. Right. This is the place to be. Absolutely. And, and I think of the game of telephone. Yeah, I fucking do. Go ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you already know what I'm about to say. Yeah, like, just it, say it. Just everything. It's a childhood game, but it's the way life plays out. You hear one thing or one thing plays out, and the more you replay it, the more twisted and the more corrupt it gets. You know, whether yeah. that's on social media or it's a it's a story. Yeah. If you didn't see it, didn't happen. Maybe it didn't happen. And that's sometimes I feel like that's almost a better place to be if your relationship is unhealthy with social media. And honestly, maybe I'm being a little bit more negative about social media right now because it has made my livelihood mm-hmm. for sure. But the same way that like like I said, the same way that, you know, food is essential, you know, you can't gorge yourself in pizza every single day. You know, the same way the same thing with social media is like it is it is a necessity, but you know, with moderation and maybe my experience with it is just negative. Well, I'll tell you what, from personal experience, um, and I'm not sure where you are, but, Mm -hmm. um, I just think where I get into trouble is when I go to Instagram or social media and I'm doing it mindlessly. Oh, you don't even know what you're doing. No (laughs) intention. Just on autopilot, scroll, scroll, scroll. And then I'm like, this is disgusting. Like I'm What am I doing? I'm silently passing judgment and just waiting for the the thing that jumps out at me. Like Yeah. I mean, someone's picture of a jog, I just scrolled through that. Like that's 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 important. Do I really care? And then you're just like But it's really like it's at what other point in human civilization have we had access to millions and millions? Millions and millions okay. of human oh, beings. That way. Oh, that way. Okay. There you go. Of human beings and their ideas and their thoughts and opinions. Yeah. I mean, what do you do with that? It's overwhelming. Yeah. And I know that humans are built to evolve and adapt. It's what we do, you know, mm-hmm. to survive. But part of me wonders, you know, the brain or whatever that spiritual side of humans is, like, are we really equipped to handle? Do we have the capacity to handle millions of thoughts, emotions, opinions, and ideas. No. I don't think so either. And maybe that's what, what we're doing right now, like this podcast and having conversations around it. 
is like a solution for us. You know, mm-hmm. I know it is for me, like, because, you know, without me, we've had plenty of conversations about, you know, our personalities is like, like you and I are very similar. Like we need to talk about shit. Like I need to get stuff out of my brain in a vocal form and exchange the idea and hear like feedback, not necessarily like, like uh, an echo chamber, but just put it in the universe, you know? Yes. The so, mental gymnastics. Yeah. That, yes. That's probably what I'm going <laughs> to name this episode. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. The mental gymnastics of it, because like that is so fun because you can take an idea, rip it apart with no bias and put it back together and you have your opinion and your mm-hmm. you know your point of view based For on sure. that but unless you put it on the table rip it apart it's just somebody else's idea you know you have to take it rip it apart almost like clay yeah. you know the clay itself is like society's idea and then you rip that shit apart put it back together into your own idea mm-hmm. um and that shit's fun and maybe that's how we find our own solution with this but you know without it you, you know those conversations with people or even yourself like writing or anything like it's hard to understand like how to even cope with all of it and it's even more enhanced now because of covid and everything people are inside less people are like at work and thankfully now you know things are slowly starting to open up again but even then it's like people work from home and it's so easy to just get on another widget or another tab to like a different website and just easily get distracted it's like i think about that remember uh i i constantly not constantly because otherwise I'd be good at it. But I try to visualize that scene in Star Wars. Remember when we went hiking on the uh, B-17 hike? Okay. And I was telling yep. you about Rey from yes. Star Wars. And yes. she's sitting there and then she's fucking trying to <laughs> summon the force. And she starts, <laughs> shit starts floating. But she starts thinking about like the water, the rocks. And she sees it and then things start floating. But then she sees right. like a really dark place. And then shit starts freaking out. And then everything explodes. Yeah. Like shit can get out of hand real fast. For sure. It's... It's crazy, dude. Being a human's hard. It seems it is like at the end of the day, it can be very easy. But like being a, like right now, especially life can be very complex because there's a lot yeah. of unknowns. There are a lot of unknowns. Scary. Yes. Yes. Um, and like you're saying, like I'm just gonna say it. I think being human is hard. Yeah. I think if you if you are someone that tries to be open minded, and if you are someone that is empathetic you know you care you take on other people's thoughts and feelings almost as if they're your own if you're a caring nice person <laughs> yeah basically if you're not a piece of shit yeah i mean if you're not a selfish person yeah. man life is hard if you are if you are stoic yeah emotionless selfish person how easy life would be you have to find that right in between of that balance that shit's yeah. hard dude yeah For because sure. at times you need to be stoic and selfish and mm-hmm. and at times you know but then there is other times to be you know empathetic it's like how do you, it's a constant adjustment and nobody's great at it you know and i think as soon as you think that you're great at it you know i feel like people will decide that for you in a way absolutely like when you're around people and spe- that's why friends are great mm-hmm. you know and loved ones and people that you trust because you know if you told me one day Dude, you're being a real piece of shit, you know. I would never or say yo, that. <laughs> I know. unless you really were, but I might not use those words. <laughs> you're being, I feel like you would, if you were to tell me I was a piece of shit, you would say it so under your breath. You'd be like, "You're really, you're being a real piece of shit." <laughs> Car, just say it. What'd you say? Shit. You mean shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. You would never oh, tell me that. Geez. You would probably give me like a really like. 
Yeah, I don't know how you would say it, but <laughs> I would trust that you would tell me something like that, you know? Likewise. And I've had, yeah, yeah, for real. And we've had, actually, like, you know, we've had to tell it. It's not, and it's not easy, dude. And I've had friends, like, in in the past year tell me that, you know, I'm not being a certain way. Mm. And it's always, it's never anybody else's fault. It's only my own, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, with inevitably, inevitably life is suffering, Things are going to happen. Yes. Pe- people, that's like a negative thing, but that's like what Jordan Peterson says, and he's a one of my favorite psychologists, as you know. But yes. life is suffering, and yeah. that is inevitable. And it's how you either you can carry that energy with you, you know. And suffering isn't challenges. You're always going to face challenges. That's inevitable. It's not always going to be dandy. Right. And it's how you react to those challenges and how you carry that energy. Mm-hmm. And I had been carrying negative energy, mm-hmm. and people told me, which is great, and I appreciate that. And that's what friends are for, you know. And, uh, but it's all, you know, it's all about your actions. Yes. And also I want to bring up a, a point about that. Um, I like points. <laughs> I'm not saying this just to be positive. Like I'm, j- I really want to tell you this from the bottom of my heart, just the way it is. Mm-hmm. If that many people told you that. Yeah. And you took it to heart. Yeah. I think it's because you are a safe person and I know that it's a buzzword these days, but, I like buzzwords. but you create a safe, a safe space for them to be honest with you. Yeah. How many people go throughout life without friends or without people that are genuine and can tell them, hey, you yeah. know what? Maybe you're not making the best decisions right now. Have you considered this, 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 or that? Yeah. How many people have friends like that? And if you're saying like, not you, you know, yeah. more than one. Yeah. You know, most people just have one really good friend throughout their lifetime. If you had more than one, people that went out of their way to care about you and say that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now. With that, always take it with a grain of salt because yes. everyone's always speaking from their own experiences to, and their yes. own suffering, their own frame of mind. Yeah. So, but basically is, I think it's cool that people, you, you're, that you're approachable, is what I'm saying. Tried to be. If you were a jerk, people wouldn't, they wouldn't talk to you. They wouldn't yeah. try to come up to you and recommend these changes to your life. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, I mean, try to be. Like my mom was always that person for people. You know, because people trusted her with information. And my mom's a little cheese ball too sometimes, but uh, <laughs> she can cheese it up. But, you know, if it's something serious, like people always feel comfortable coming to my mom and to trust that my mom wouldn't like spread that shit in the negative, you know. And that was huge. And I think that's like my thing too is like I get very trustworthy with people. And like I feel like I can tell people shit, but maybe not all the time. And I had to learn that the hard way, dude. Because I can trust, I feel like I can trust anybody, which sucks. And like, as I get older, I'm like, uh, maybe not. And not even in a negative way, but just like, you know, you just learn, you know, you just learn. And, you know, sometimes being that vulnerable, you can get stabbed in the back is like a very harsh way to say it. Yeah. (laughs) Weird to say. But, you know, people can use your information any way that you'd want. Because, mm-hmm. you, like you said, like people have different opinions. People have different walks of life. People have different points of views. And not everybody's in your situation. And so someone's always going to have something to say, you know. And that's the thing, though, is like only at the end of the day, only you know, you know, what's the truth and, and such. But it is good to have friends like that because, you know, like you said, the most important thing is like taking it with a grain of salt. Because, you know, anything that you would tell me, I would always take into consideration. You know, appreciate that. Always. Yeah. Likewise. Absolutely. 
Um, but that's that stuff's earned, you know. Anything that like Stephen would say, I always take into consideration. I never sometimes I take things personally, not just from him. Like some mm. at times I take things personally, but that's only like a sign to myself is like, oh, you need to check yourself because you're taking something personal right now. Mm. Like that's not your fault or that person's fault. That's my fault. Like that I'm taking something personally, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, it's interesting. Yes, being yes, being a human can be hard, um, especially like. When, you know, you get, you are vulnerable, you know, with people. And I know me, like, you know, I'm very much that way too, but you never know if you don't try, like you can't be shelled off your whole life. And otherwise you kind of, I feel, I feel personally that, you know, you, you, you hoard yourself of great experiences when you're closed off and you're shelled off, you know, cause like, I don't know. I feel like being open and free and vulnerable like you can experience a lot of shit i mean it is like a tidal wave sometimes i feel mm-hmm. you know because you you when you're that open you when you're that open and you're that vulnerable you can lead yourself to ridicule and like for judgment that was kind of the thing with even now with a podcast is like you put yeah. this you put everything out there but it's i feel like it's the detachment like the detachment of you know that stuff like when this goes out in the world like it's easier with podcasts, I feel. And, you know, maybe because it's not face-to-face with people. But even then, like, even conversations that, you know, most of the time when there's, like, issues, like, it's never face-to-face. It's always it's, it's always some cheese. Yeah. Yeah. That's but so true. It's interesting, dude. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I didn't think this conversation was going to go this way. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow. I'm not even that I had an expectation, but I was yeah. like, it's fun. I just knew we were going to have a good conversation. It's always a good time. I know. And I and I meant, to, I didn't mean to, to take that like a weird personal route, but no, like, um, uh, I don't know. It's easy to have these conversations with you because you're one of my best friends and like, likewise with you and like, mm-hmm. like my best of friends I can have these conversations with. But um, thank you. <laughs> it's fun. It was missed. Like I feel like we haven't had a conversation like this in a long time. Oh, for sure, dude. I know it's because uh. like people. I'm not people. I hate when I say that. <laughs> but just life is weird right now, and the focus is on a lot of people's survival. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. so this is like a fun exercise personally. For sure. Just the, the like you said, mental gymnastics. <laughs> it's funny because like, the last question I remember you asking you was like your hiking shit, and then we went all the way over here. Mm, yeah. Actually, just a springboard off of what you said earlier. I like springboards. I had, <laughs> I had a thought. I like thoughts. The pace of communication these days is crazy. What do you mean? The, we have a word for it. When something goes viral, oh. a thought, idea, a meme, a video. Yeah. And back in the day, I mean, could you imagine if you got really emotional about something and something really made you mad? Yeah. And say you wanted to make sure your thoughts were heard. You would have to write a letter to the newsletter, probably, or yeah. newspaper. I'm going to write a letter. The act of taking paper out, getting your quill and dipping it in the ink, writing, scratching the stuff out, folding it, putting it in the envelope, Yeah. put a stamp on it, wait for the snail mail for it to arrive at, at the newspaper office. I mean, that whole act of it, maybe Dude. you would have cooled off. Yeah, by I was going to say, by the, time it I mean? gets to, by the time it gets to the person, you're like, fuck, I don't know if I really meant that. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. That was kind of like the nice thing about, like, there's times where like, uh, like Alexis and I will get into like an argument mm. and then because there's text messages, I feel like I need to say something right away. You know what There's I mean? There's no urgency. There's no yeah, timeline. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, and I hate that. Not even just her, but, like, with people or, like, with friends, if you get in a dispute with somebody, um, 
like you feel the urge to need to say something right away when if you just give shit time uh i was talking to alexis about this uh maybe a couple of days ago i was like you know what i t- took for granted was like the act of sleeping something off oh yeah. like um you know that you know people used to say that it's like just sleep it off yes you know s- yes. sleep, sleep on, on it, it. Yeah. you know and some people are like i can't do it until i fully resolve it blah blah, blah you know but um i mean it is easier said than done it's like because i know me personally like, I, I do hold on to a lot of shit when i sleep and it fucks with my sleep but like most of the time if something's bothering me and i just sleep and i wake up i forget about it i'm like oh yeah what i guess it wasn't that big of a deal yeah so yeah i would agree with that it's so weird because now i feel like you need to address shit right away which is like I think about earlier when we were like, oh, yeah, we need to talk about stuff, you know, and maybe it doesn't need to be right away. But, yeah, eventually a conversation needs to things about things that are important need to happen. Sometimes it needs to be right now or else, mm-hmm. you know, it's time passed by and it never happens. And that little dragon becomes a big dragon and then it's impossible to slay. Yes, that's true. Maybe yeah. She can get out of hand real fast. Yeah, man. I think that's the good and bad thing about time. Like there's such a duality to it. We treat time like it's our greatest enemy, which it can be. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like, you know, they call it a tactical pause in the military. When you just pause, just think before you act. Oh, that's real? Yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. It's <laughs> called a tactical pause? Tactical pause. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, um, I didn't know that. We don't really do that these days. Everything, with the way we communicate, everything going digital. Yeah. We've, I think in a way, we've sped up time. We've created these artificial timelines for ourselves. Oh, someone sent me a text. I need to reply back right away. Well, what am I doing then? I'm responding to someone else's assumption or expectation of me. Yeah. And so something I've been trying to think about lately is how can I, how can I de-escalate someone's expectations of me? Because I, I feel that. Like I, I can... Maybe I'm just overly sensitive, but I, yeah. I I can feel it when someone expects something from me or there's something I have to live up and to. It feel, and it's most of the time it's in our heads, right? Yeah, like, and it's not a good feeling. No. Sometimes it's good when you want to feel that is maybe when you need an adrenaline rush, like you're going into a competition or a race. And oh, you like need this motherfucker thinks he's going to beat me? Yeah. Like, this motherfucker you, thinks he's going to win? Exactly. You want your mental game to be sharp, but yeah. that's not sustainable. You can't be like that All every time. time. Yeah, that's true. So I'm like, how can I, how can I de-escalate or create this, ex, uh, this expectation of me? You know, like, okay, that means I will post less on Instagram. That means I am not going to, to make myself available to my phone. I have to remind myself, what are my priorities? My priorities are to my husband, my dogs, to health, to good things, fr- family, friends, um, and not necessarily in that yeah. order, but I know what my priorities are. And through all my stumblings and hard times, I think I'm just starting to understand what my priorities are for myself. Um, and I think that's how we draw boundaries with social media and digital communication. Like mm. sometimes, and especially if there's a really incendiary topic you're discussing, maybe it's just time to take a tactical pause. You know what? The timeline that my phone gives me, maybe it doesn't matter right now. What yeah. it needs is just time. Yeah. So I like, I like that. The tactical pause thing. I never thought about that. And <laughs> you can apply it, you know, and now I feel like I'm just going to run around whenever I need a second. Be like, hold on, tactical pause. There you go. There we go. <laughs> tactical pause. But it's almost like the, it's almost like uh, take a, like taking a breather, right? 
It's like, okay, I need to take mm-hmm. a breather. I need to sit down and just breathe for a second. I was yeah. actually talking to Jared before uh, the podcast today because I was telling him, you know, with like the whoops, it's, um, let me make sure we're good here. Oh, yeah, sure. With the whoop, it's nice because the day strains and stuff and it tells you where you're at. Fucking yesterday, I went to the gym and it was about like, I think five. And I was, as I was driving to the gym, I checked my whoop. I was already like at a 12 day strain. Wow. And at five. And for people that don't know, like 20 is like the highest, right? Mm-hmm. So 20, I was already at five. I haven't even worked out. I was already at 12 day strain. And I was like, what the fuck? So then I was thinking about it and I was like, dude, I get sometimes I get strained from just doing nothing sometimes. And I'm like, dude, that's not good. Like I need to breathe. Yeah. Like, and, uh, I was telling him, one of the nice things I liked about the Apple watch was like how it has the like breathe thingy. Oh yeah. And I was does. like, I feel like I used to be so good at it. And he's like, it's probably because you had it on and you're practicing it and you didn't realize you were probably, he was saying you had been practicing it. So you didn't even think about it. But now that I don't have it, I'm like, fuck, I feel like I yeah. suck at it because I'm not practicing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it's interesting because I would have never known this stuff without having the whoop on, but how much strain and stress like you cause on your body by, you know, not paying attention to your breath or just letting your thoughts get out of hand or just not taking a second, not taking a tactical pause, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, it's interesting that it's so true. It's weird. It's weird that you know, it's, it's cool that you brought that up because I was having that conversation with Jer today, and oh gosh, I always get a nugget of wisdom from Jer. Negative wisdom? Oh, a nugget of wisdom. Oh, he's funny, dude. He'll he, surprise you. He's so real. He fucking surprises you. He can be facetious with his humor, <laughs> but he catches me off guard because he'll give me a dose of realness, and I'm like, I'm gonna take that nugget yeah. and run with it. He's he he is uh, he's one of those people that I'm very uh, lucky to to have around because I know if I'm being a dick to mm-hmm. Jer then something's wrong with me. <laughs> For real. I mean, that should be with anybody. Like, But any Jer's never once said anything negative to me. And most of my friends, right? Mm-hmm. But Jer, I'm around a lot. Jer's never said anything negative to me. Mm-hmm. Never put me down. I mean, he, he shits on me a lot. But that's because we're boys. Yeah, exactly. But he's never anything negative to say. So yeah. like when, if I'm being a dick to him or being resentful towards him, you know how many times I've had to apologize to Jared in the last year because I feel like I was being an asshole to him? Really? Yeah, I'm like, bro, I'm sorry if I don't, I don't know if I was being... I don't think you're mean or an a No, I'm like just that. like a... I'm just like a fucking crank sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, but with him, I think it's because like, I'm an emotional fuck. I think sometimes you're anxious about being anxious. Ah, yeah, I'm like, am I anxious <laughs> right now? I don't know. But he, he, uh, Jared always says, he's like, bro, you, you, uh, he always tells me, he's like, dude, you just love to stress. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't love it. But I feel like it's part of, uh, not stress, but I just have like this energy and if I don't use it in a positive way, it turns into anxiety. Mm. So I need to use it. And maybe I just realized that about myself right now. Ooh. Maybe that's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Bah, 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 da, da. Jer what? Jer taught me something important. Another thing? When it comes to eating hot Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. Okay, what do you say? All right. So, Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> what do you that say? almost sounded British, like, oh, Jesus, crikey. No, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, what do you say? <laughs> so, um. About? Uh, the, he taught me how to how to eat hot Cheetos with the hot sauce. Yeah. How do you... There's a specific technique to rolling the bag. 
Because you know how when you get the jumbo bag, you have to reach your hand oh, in. Oh, and you get that shit all over your hand. Exactly. So you roll it. <laughs> you know how important that is? Only a round boy like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a round boy technique, dude. <laughs> it was essential because uh, I started putting hot sauce on my Cheetos since I got to Yuma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's, it's such a good tip. It's life hack. He needs to write a book of life hacks. <laughs> life hacks of a round boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a there's a, a hack app I heard from a podcast where if you order a pizza from Pizza Hut, you tell them you want fresh mozzarella and you get like a fresh pizza other than like them getting like a hot and ready one and giving it to you. They have oh. to make that shit. It's like uh, ordering fries without salt at McDonald's. Yeah, then you get fresh fries, dude. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we both had to pee like chihuahuas. Yes, we did. Jesus Christ. This <laughs> <laughs> is bad news, dude. Hey, it's human life. You got to be well hydrated or hydrate or die, dude, basically. Dude, I am always have something that I'm drinking, It's but it's never enough water. Never. Yeah, like you have a water. I mean, mine's down here, but I don't think I sipped it once. I like smashed my coffee and drink a fitting. <laughs> but I don't know how long we've been going, dude. I feel like it might have been two hours, but it feels like it's only been like fifteen minutes. I know time time flies when you're having fun. They I know, say. dude. This was this is. I don't want to end. We don't have to end right now, but yeah. Um, I forgot what we were talking about before this. Um. Yeah, I don't remember. Me neither. I've Maybe we should go back to the original thing we were going to oh, talk yeah, about. Oh, yeah. What were we going to Which is like about? your, I mean, we didn't have an agenda. Oh, okay. But I yeah, remember right. uh, I was asking you about <laughs> your hiking and shit. Mm. I, well, that was like a big reason I wanted to have you on. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of, I think after the last hour and a half, people realize why uh, I like having you as a friend. Just because the conversations and your perspective um, are one of one of a kind. Thank you. You're welcome. That's very generous. Very You're humbling. Welcome. But the the hiking stuff, like we'll get back to like uh the beginning. Like I'll reiterate, like your enthusiasm for the city has been really cool and uh inspiring for people that are here because it reminds us like what a unique little area we're in. And mm. you must specifically like to be equal distance from two mega cities, Phoenix and San Diego, like our whole lives like like in Yuma, it's always about, you know, wanting to be somewhere else, like mm. wanting to be in, you know, wanting to go to Phoenix to go see a Cardinal game or just to be in a big city or going to San Diego to see the beach when we have so many beautiful things here, like hiking and, and being outdoors. And, you know, especially like, you know, during the seasons that we're going into right now, during the summer, it's kind of a shit show. <laughs> but other than that, like, you know, being around you, like seeing your perspective and you coming here and like being so enthusiastic about like, you're aggressive with like the, the hiking too. You're like, okay, we're going at six in the morning, you know, and almost every other day we're like, fuck, dude, I'm tired. Like it's been rad. Um, I think I was asking you about like hiking with the dogs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that might be a good one to get into. Yeah, like your experience with the dogs because, um, you can say as much as you want about it, but mm-hmm. you know, getting um Rocky from from B Word. Yeah, for sure. Um. You know what? I remember now where we left off. You asked me if I did a lot of hiking before coming to Yuma. I oh, think yeah. that was your question. Oh, your dad. Yeah, yeah. Your my, rad dad. Yeah, my dad loves being active, loves being outdoors. And your CrossFit mom. Yep, my CrossFit mom. That's right. Um, She's babe. Actually, she started doing CrossFit when I left for the Marine Corps. And I guess it was her way of... Dealing with it? Dealing with my absence. So it was like all the friends, the community I had at that CrossFit, she t- kind of took on as her own, Aww. which is so awesome. So 
Mom sounds like a sweetie. Yeah. Shout out to CrossFit Bridgewater Gladiators. Your mom's yeah. there right now? Mm-hmm. Probably snatching. Yeah, exactly. Oopsies. <laughs> okay. You were saying about your mom snatching 135 pounds? Oh, um, I don't know how much she snatches she da- these days, but yeah. yeah, she loves to be active too. Um, yeah. So I went from there to joining the Mountaineering Club. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mountain Cold Weather Company run by Army ROTC. It was run by a super... Super Bamf, um, guy that was a that bad motherfucker. Yeah, bad A S S mother effer. Yeah, he. I mean, oh gosh, I had so many good experiences. My the four years I was at that school, I always look forward to winter because we'd spend the fall training up. Yeah, like just tying knots, tying rope systems, rappelling. So you know how to do all that. I'm a little rusty, yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, I could do it again. Tie a wicked knot. Yeah. That's pretty um, cool. It was just, it was so great. And we'd go out to the White Mountains um, in the winter, camp out in the snow. That cramp, sounds fun. Crampons, cross-country, um, alpine skis. So, like, with these, you ski uphill. What the fuck? With a pack on. How is that possible? So, there's these sticky things that you can put on the bottom of your skis. They're called skins. Oh, uh, okay. So, it'll glide when you're going up, but if it, you go against the, yeah, if you go backwards It'll with the ski, stick. yeah, it's by friction. Oh, shit. It's, it's kind of like Velcro. But oh, it's, okay, okay. It's like brushed in a way so that it'll glide one way and it'll bite the snow in the other direction. Dude, I've never heard of that shit. It's, it's interesting. And I don't recommend skiing uphill. I recommend taking a lift if you can. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> like, how to, because there's no gravity. How do you go up? Like, do you have to, like, jump and, like, walk you up? You just slide the ski. Oh, so, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, so these are like... So you're sticking, moving. Yeah, these are like hybrid skis so that okay. so you can lock the heel in if you want to do downhill skiing. Yeah. Um, but you can also detach the heel and have the, the front toe hinge against the oh. ski so you can actually cross-country ski with it. That sounds sick. Yeah, it was amazing. Ice climbing. Um, so, yeah, that really, like, sparked my interest in, in mountaineering. Unfortunately, like, the Marine Corps was... A four-year black hole of my life that I don't really remember. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good time. You met your husband there. <laughs> Actually, no, I met him at a uh, at school. Oh yeah, that's right, yeah. huh? You did. My and he slid in your DMs. No, he didn't. Actually, I didn't have. Oh my gosh. You didn't have social media then, huh? That's real love, dude. Wait, I had a Facebook, but I didn't know about Instagram back then. Oh shit. Oh my gosh, life before Instagram. That was a good life. That's a whole different topic. That's a good life. Where you'd have to like find. You had to be on a computer to be on social media. I was such a Facebooker. Like I take pictures (laughs) of every single hike, (laughs) and then I'd always deactivate my profile before like an exam. Oh, see that. And then people would come up to me at school like. Kara, like, or back then they called me son. That's son, my maiden oh, name. Oh, your last, yeah. Yo, son, <laughs> like 200 of my tag photos disappeared. Hurry up and reactivate your account. I'm like, I got to study. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> back during the face, I actually don't know what Facebook is like. I haven't really, I haven't been on in years, so really? I have no idea what it's like now. It's kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's same. evolved so much now, like businesses it's like a lot of news and like your tia's complaining about shit that they shouldn't be complaining about oh gotcha actually (laughs) actually something i've heard about yuma and facebook oh let's hear it 
these what? The Facebook pages are wild and active <laughs> and roaring with cheese. Oh, roaring. Like, there's people talking shit. I've had at least three clients this past week talk about these Facebook pages, how they're absolutely toxic, but they love to troll these pages. Oh, my God. These people need things to do. For real. They need more shit to do. For real. We were just talking about on the way so in the car, funny. huh? funny. Yeah. So funny to me. People oh. need shit to do. Yeah. But I'm wondering, like, what did people do before these things? That's when they would have a social, I don't know, a social. They figure house. something out. Tea party. Yeah. Call your friends. Can you play today? Yeah. Remember when you used to call your friends and ask them that? Did you ever do that? Um, you grew up very differently than I did. Yeah. I didn't call my friends. Dude. I would religiously call my friends. I'd have to call my friends and ask them if I can play. <laughs> and then and then I'd be able to go or not. I didn't really have, I mean, I was, I think my parents had us so focused and disciplined on school, you piano lessons, church. Super Korean. Super Korean, <laughs> Asian tiger mom, pastor, dad. So, yeah. yeah. Damn. I know. I It's funny because uh, I didn't know that about you until we were driving to, to Jester's that one day, huh? Oh, really? You were really? telling us, yeah, you were telling mm. us that. You told us you used to draw a lot, but then you couldn't do a lot of things. Cause, oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. I just remember the look of just, oh utter pity and, <laughs> and and melancholy that just came over my dad's face when I told him I wanted to be an artist. Oh, yeah. He, was, he, he just made this face and he cringed and was like, oh, Kara, you're going to be poor if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> Look at me, dude. I'm broke oh, as fuck. Oh, no, no. Just but you are rich in love and friendships. Oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> that's too funny, dude. He for real bummed. But I'm sure he's hyped now. I mean, you found something that, you know, is very artistic and you're fucking good at putting air. Thank you. It's yeah, relatively dude. new because it's like a two-year venture so far. Yeah. But even then, like, my dad was sending me emails like, oh, Kara, check out this graduate school. You know, you, should, you need to go back to school and get another degree. And I'm thinking, no, I'm good with school. I don't want to do school. I don't, I don't like school. Does he have a hard accent like that? Yeah, he retained a hard <laughs> Korean accent. And Korean accents are different. Like, it depends on what region you come from. But yeah. my mother has said that he sounds at times more Swedish. Than, Your dad? Yeah, than Why? like the average. I don't know. That's kind of weird. It is weird. And also, um, it's kind of bastardized by the whole Boston accent thing. Because <laughs> he's been, he's lived in Boston he's ever like since. He's like a shit show of accents. Oh, yeah. He drops his R's and everything. It's, <laughs> it's, oh. It's unreal. Yeah. I would love to have a conversation with your dad. He's a, he's a very unique person. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a pillar in my life, though. Definitely like a moral pillar. He's so consistent, so disciplined. That immigrant mentality, dude. For real. Nothing shakes him. Nothing shakes him off what his routine. fucking gangster. It makes him very hard to relate to. Yeah. But it's a great goalpost. I'm, I'm like, oh, maybe one day I can achieve it. It is kind of hard to relate to, huh? Like, Extreme. because... For us, you know, like our parents, I'm sure, same way, they wanted to do everything in their power so then we can have what we can do and have whatever we would like, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that comes with a cost, of course, because now we do whatever we want and it's hard for us to understand our parents or even them to understand us. It's like, oh, well, maybe do you not realize I can do all these things mm-hmm. and I am so risky because, um, not that you'd have allowed me to, but because you've created this environment which is a good creative environment to where I can explore. And mm. it's not going to be 
maybe the way that they would like us to, but it's, you know, exploration nonetheless. But like, even I would agree, like, it's hard to relate. Like sometimes with my dad too, like why he does certain things. Cause I don't even think he knows. Like <laughs> he just does shit. And like, yeah. all he knows is like hard, late, like hard work and just labor. And that's, you know, it's the phys, it's the tangible action of, you know, doing something physical and that equates to like work Absolutely. you know and then for you know but he's he knows that like if i'm like here all day or in my room all day like i'm working you know if i'm mm-hmm. close the door then it, that's me working like i'm on my computer i'm editing uh but for like you know for maybe like your dad or even my dad in the beginning like that was hard for him to understand you know or for them to understand is like if you're not out there working or even a lot of immigrant parents or not even just immigrant, but just parents, mm-hmm. it's hard to understand like, oh, this is work. But even then, like now it's all starting to get integrated because people like my mom have to be like on the computer all the time now, too. Mm. And she's learning. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, dude. It is weird. It's really weird. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, like you said, maybe it's not just immigrant culture, but I think for people that have been in a survival situation, which I think my dad was, you know, growing up in Korea, post-Korean War, there just wasn't a lot around. So he, part of him still has a refugee mentality. What and of a cor- world, huh? Of course he's never questioned that. He, his first thought is, oh, we need to go from point A to point B? Wait, first of all, why are we eating at a restaurant? We have food at home. Yeah. It's way cheaper. We can eat more. It's better. Yeah. Until my mom like kind of talks him down. It's like, well, the kids and you know the family really want to eat out. We're going out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, everybody, get into my Korean car. <laughs> and then it's like, Dad, we have nine people. Actually, I've never called him Dad. I call him Appa, which is Korean. Oh, really? It sounds like Mexican. It's like really? Appa. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's like, oh, we have like nine people in the car seats. Seven, <laughs> comfortably five. Yeah. He's like. Oh, no, 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 no. We go in one car. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, mom, help, please. You guys just shoved in there like sardines? We used to when we were kids, and now we don't do that anymore. Thank goodness. Yeah, because it's multiple cars. you, your younger sister. I have two younger sisters, one little brother, and yeah. my sister is married. Oh, um, so even like spouses all jump in the oh, car. Oh, man. He will cram <laughs> them all into the car. That's kind of cool. It, it's such a... Refu- I like that. And I don't mean that in a bad way. He's just yeah. very resourceful. He thinks, okay, point A to point B, we're, we're going to take the least amount of resources and do it in the most, you know, resource-saving uh, way. So, yeah. like, it's just one car. Save gas, save it, money. It all makes sense to him. But and it's that's like, just ingrained in him, huh? Yeah, for sure. Shit. Or it's like, why did you... Why did you why you left over your food? <laughs> you better eat that shit. I'm like, ah, oh, cause I'm gonna get fat, and then, and then of course it's like a, it's like an Asian thing. You, God help you, yeah. If, if you're like the fat one in the family, <laughs> no. And, uh, like he would remind me, he's like, you need to go running. Always start your day with physical activity. That's what he said. Oh yeah, he's like clockwork, clockwork. Dude, that's my tough. dad. So um, yeah, it's just it's it's funny. Like growing up with with that that he's never questioned it. He's never yeah. strayed from it, and it's worked for him. Dude, I feel like uh, Asians are more uh, dialed in with like even the regiments because I have uh, there's this I don't know if they're Korean, but I have this this Asian family that lives on my block, and dude, every morning and every afternoon they're walking. They're walking. I'm leaving. They're coming back. Like they're already done, dude. <laughs> they're coming back and they're they're walking and they're so nice and they're always outside, dude. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, these people are just embracing this. Sh- like 
they're doing what we should all be doing. Yeah. Everybody should be outside in the morning, like walking, but they have it down. There's not one day where they miss it though. Mm. Never seen a miss a day. That's incredible. Every single day. And she's always so nice and she's fucking walking hard, dude. Wow. Power oh, walking. And, and sometimes <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the wife will just leave the husband and hit and she'll just go. <laughs> Because most of the time, the the, <laughs> the most of the time, the wife is like gone, and the husband's like behind her, and I'm like, all right. And it's funny trying to, uh, trying to think in my head like a scenario. I'm like, okay, three of of one of three things could have happened. Either she said, "Fuck this, I don't want to wait for you. I'm leaving." <laughs> Two, the ma- the old man's lazy. Or like he's just not as physically fit as she is, but she's he's always behind. Like they're never on the same pace. <laughs> or maybe the old man just like is he's just walking around. He's enjoying like he's seen her, and the lady is just trying to get a fucking workout in, and he's just like just go. But well, every time that's incredible. She's a trailblazing Asian, and she goes full send. Yeah, she's tight. <laughs> she sounds a lot like you. <laughs> that's goals right there. I want to be like that. <laughs> Dude, she's tight. Just, just leap in. I don't think you'll ever do that. Ben's too much energy. He, I feel like he's going to be the one that's like oh, in the front. 100%. Ben has way more energy than I do. My guy is always on 10. He is. He's he is. Time, unless dude. he's asleep. That guy sleeps? I feel like he sometimes, sleeps hard, huh? Sometimes he sleeps, and he sleeps very hard indeed. Yeah, yes, dude. Very heavy sleeper. Yeah. He Unless seems... I'm snoring. And he says I was going to say, I feel like he's a snorer. He does snore too. Yeah, but my guy. I, ha- I sleep heavier, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wake up. It's that. too funny. Yeah. So with, so with the hiking stuff, with the, with the mountaineering and stuff, like, yeah. so you always had like a hiking background, the outdoors. Yes. So you actually, you know way more about the outdoors than I even imagined. Um. Yeah. I think, with, no. I think with winter mountaineering, yes. Desert, uh, desert life is a new terrain escape. for yeah. me. And so getting here, it was like, what? I don't have to drive four hours to get to the nearest mountain? It's right there. It's right there. Or right there. Exactly. It's and I was, I was just, I think that's why I, I loved it so much. Because I'm like, it's so accessible. Yeah. And I'm like, there's nobody here. Keep this going, is amazing. Sure the yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I just loved how accessible it was and how... Man, it's just it's just cool to be local, you know, to keep it local. It's it's great. It's great to, you know, go to a go to a hike in Phoenix or, you know, drive and do that that rad road trip, you know, to yeah. somewhere super cool, but it's also there's also something really um underrated about just keeping it local, you know. Yeah. I've never been on so many hikes uh, in mm-hmm. town until you were until you and Critter. I don't want to just say you because Critter. Yeah, you're right. He's Critter a was huge a huge part of dude, it. Dude, if it wasn't for Critter, last year would have never happened. You're right. Full send. Full sendeth never would have been a thing. Um, yeah. If it wasn't for him, because like exactly. he took us to Jester's. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. Because I went with him and Jared and I went with him, and then you came along. Yep. And then we all started going, yep. and then. You found Pilot's Nub, mm-hmm. and we went on Pilot's Nub, and then now, like, we have friends like Sal that are going to Pilot's Nub, you know, and then the B-17, I hadn't been on since I was a kid, and then I went with you, and then we went yeah. with Alexis. Shout out to Coos for that. Oh, the Coos. <laughs> yeah, Coos. shout out to the Coos, dude. Coos is a guy. Oh, man, what a wicked sense of humor. I love the Coos. And I, I mean wicked in a, in a really, really good He has a very unique sense of humor. I love the Coos. Oh, he always man. gives me a friendly... Um, uh, Forrest Gump wave when I see him. He always goes like this. I Yeah, I like that. And you know what? I don't think anybody pulls off Selena as um, gracefully as he does. Better than Evelyn. 
Well, that's saying a lot too. Yeah. Dude. I think Evelyn is is definitely more beautiful, but Kuz, I mean, the it's attitude, the, the attitude, the confidence. Yeah, he holds it way swag. more, and he has way more ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a thick boy, dude? He is thick, and he also knows how to whip his hair back and forth. He does. Did you see the stickers that he made? <laughs> I saw it in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> So for people that don't know, our friend Coos dressed up as Selena one year. Or oh, last year, huh? Last year for and Halloween. And he made stickers of himself. <laughs> I didn't get one, by the way, dude. Oh, yeah. He's a guy, dude. He he made us order lip pins. What? Yeah. That's amazing. I haven't got mine yet. Uh, hopefully so by the time cool. this comes out. I haven't got mine, so I, I would show you one. I would actually give you one, but I don't have mine. No worries. Jerry no always forgets it, dude. <laughs> Whatever, though. Yeah. Yeah, he always forgets it. But you got your Shutterwild pin. A Shutterwild? Yeah, you got one of these, didn't you? No. I you didn't. didn't get one of these? No. Oh, fuck. Oh, it's okay. I don't... I, I, no I, hard feelings. I do I have something for you. Hold on. You Ho- probably saw it Hopefully earlier. it's like a safety pin or something. Wait, that's yours. No, I already ate one. I bought that one for you. Because you're like the only other person in this planet that I know that likes Quest cookies like I do. Wait, who doesn't love a Quest cookie? Uh, morons. Yeah, this is like... That's for you, Kara. You're too kind. Because uh, you're the only other person in this universe that I know that likes Quest cookies as much as I do. And oh I bought one gosh. for you. Thank you. Wow. You're I'm going to cherish this and eat this after um, a good lift sesh. Do you like the pe- do you like peanut butter ones? Love peanut okay, butter. Okay. I thought so. Because you Absolutely always buy. I love peanut butter. Yeah. I'm a fan of like the chocolate ones right now. Yeah. Um, but nobody I highly else, recommend. Nobody else eats those uh, other than uh, you. Th- they just don't know what they're missing out on. People suck. You know. <laughs> you know what? You have to, I look at it this way. Oh, Lee's more for the rest of us if they don't like it. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> I fucking love those things, dude. I don't know how long we've been going, dude. I know. But I feel like uh, I'll probably, I want to have you back on before you leave, leave. Oh, for sure. Which will be, but yeah, this was, yeah. this needed to happen. I'm so glad. Yeah. Dude, this is cool. Uh, this is like the perfect, you're like the perfect person to like kick this thing back off with. I think you so humbled. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think you would set the tone. You set the tone perfectly for uh, what I want this show to be, which cool. is a good time. <laughs> and people that love this place, not even love this place, but you know, just people that I think that are rad in, in my area. Yeah. So, and awesome. you're one of my rad friends. Thank you. Wow. Uh, I know we totally didn't dive into a lot of things mm-hmm. that maybe I wanted to, but the conversation was always fun, nonetheless. It's always a good time. Always yeah, a good dude. time. And uh, it's what's even better is that this doesn't even capture the best of it. I think some of the best <laughs> conversations, best moments are always like off, off, you know, virtual reality. Oh, I know. I feel know? like in the, on the car on the way back home, it's going to be even better because <laughs> I had to pick you up. But no, yeah. dude, I just want to say thank you for being my pal. And thanks for one thing I really wanted to say, like in front of everybody, I told you in person is um, uh, I appreciate you always being uh, unbiased and being a friend to everybody and never having anybody feel left out. Like that is one thing that I've never had in a friend before was like somebody that is fair to everybody. And I appreciate that from you for being like such a good friend. Wow. It means a lot. It means a lot coming from you. Yeah. I have a lot to learn. Always a work in progress, but I mean, I'm just grateful to such an amazing group of pals here. Like you guys have left an impression on me for forever. I've never had friends like I've had in Yuma, and uh, I truly mean that. I think everybody can say that about you, too. I don't, I don't know anybody that can uh, has a negative thing to say about you, truthfully. Wow. Yeah, it's it's all, <laughs> it's all po- You and Ben. You and Ben wow. have been such positive people. It's going to be a bummer for sure when you leave, but 
that's why we have to make the most of you and him while you guys are here. And I have a feeling we really like the West Coast. When yeah. Ben's contract is up, I mean, we're definitely we're definitely westbound again. We're we going to Vegas. Yeah, we weren't meant to be East Coast people. We love the East Coast, but yeah, there's something really special about the Western U.S. Oh yeah, it's great over here for certain. Yes. Yeah, we'll have to go to the East Coast. I'm down to go to the East Coast. Cool. Everyone's but, invited. Sick. Beach party. Oh my God! Can you <laughs> jet imagine? <skis>. Just, <laughs> I've never been to jet ski. <gasps> okay. Might be the time. All right, Senator's wash. We'll oh shit! We'll get some rentals off base. Let's go. Oh yeah, you took my girlfriend. You didn't take me. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you guys are all doing backflips off of jet skis and shit. <laughs> I still need to learn how to do a backflip off a jet jet ski. She did that, not me. Yeah, I get <laughs> criticized every time I do a backflip because my girlfriend's a gymnast. <laughs> Not me. It's all right. I do a backflip like, just not good. I like <laughs> flop over. I feel like I don't do it right. I, I do a backflop too. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers for backflops. Yes. All right. And uh, uh, we got to go. Cl- you know what? We can practice off the cliffs. Oh, fuck, Kara. That's yeah. just going <laughs> to Yeah. Hey, it, it, at, least, at least what you're standing on doesn't move. Jet skis move. That's way harder. Yeah. We just got to get out. We yeah. just got to jump back and out. There we go. Uh, we just scratched the surface of... I feel like I just scratched the surface with like diving into your personality, but I mm. hope people from this podcast can appreciate you as much as I have. And I know Alexis has and my, all of our friends. Wow. You guys are seriously too generous, but you know what? Friendship never ends, you know? True. And uh, what is time and distance, especially in 2020? It's just a car drive, a flight, you know, a DM away. So. Yeah, we're in a weird <laughs> world right now. We really are. Yeah. Pretty so. sure time travel is going to be real. We can just bounce right back. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Maybe not. Probably not. Yeah. All right, pal. Thanks for being on the show. I appreciate you. It was a lot of time I coming. I appreciate you. All right, guys. Uh, bye. <laughs>